Welcome to Sophisticated Mom, and I'm your host, Dr. Sophia, the creator of the Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. I will break down faith-based advice and make it applicable and relatable to help you on your journey on this thing we call life. You'll learn everything you need to know on how to become the master of your own destiny. My name is Dr. Sophia Reed, your host, and what today's topic is going to be about is is the devil messing with your mindset? So it's very important to understand how the devil works and if he is mess and if he is messing with your mindset, because ultimately that is his purpose. That is what he wants to do. We are God's children. He got kicked out of heaven. He's really mad. And so his only way to get back at God is to get back at you. But the devil could just come in and stab everybody and kill everybody if he wanted to, or no, if he could. That's a better term, but he can't. So what the devil tends to do is he tends to get into your mindset. And one of the biggest mistakes that you can make is to underestimate the devil and think that he and not recognize his works, right? So that's what we're going to get into. So the first thing that I want to get into is 1 Peter 5, 8. And I want to read this verse. Be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. The enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. So basically, that's what I just mentioned. Never underestimate the devil and never not be on guard because he's always looking for someone to devour. But the thing about the devil is it doesn't say that the devil is prowling around in the night looking to bite you and devour you up. He roars, but he has no teeth. He has a big roar. He can be very scary. He knows how to intimidate you. But ultimately, you can strip the devil's power by understanding that he is limited in how he can work in your life simply because he has no teeth. That is why it says be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined because you have to do that. These are the ways that we guard from the devil and understanding that if we don't, we are not well-balanced, if we are not self-disciplined, if we are in a situation where we are just feeding into every temptation, oh, I want money, so let me go rob a bank, let me go steal, let me embezzle, let me do something bad. This is not self-discipline and therefore, if you lack self-discipline, the devil, that's a prime way for the devil to come in because he's going to tell you to do things in order to get what you want because you're not disciplined and following the words of God. And therefore, that is a prime opening for the devil to come in. You're in a marriage. Look at this fine person over here. Why don't you go cheat? If you're not self-disciplined, you will go do that. Prime way for the devil to step in. That is how the devil operates. He operates off the fact that you don't know, that you're not disciplined, that you might be in an emotional state, and therefore he can operate off of your vulnerability, your anxiety, your depression. He can play off of that and get you to do things that you would not do otherwise because he ain't got nothing else to do but to jack up your day, and that is his purpose. So what we're going to get into is Adam and Eve in Genesis um, chapter 3. Hi, my name is Dr. Sophia Reed, and I'm the blog owner of SophisticatedMom.com. And I'm here to talk to you about my book, Fix It Jesus, Everything You Need to Know About Spiritual Fasting from Beginning to End. What if you could read a book that could transform your spiritual life, unlock the hidden power of prayer and fasting, or teach you how to start fasting the proper Christian way? That will teach you how to fast, what to do during a fast, what to fast from, and why fasting is the quickest way to get God's attention for an answered prayer or even healing. That is exactly what this guide will do. Complete with 35 pages, also including a two-page spiritual fasting worksheet, a Bible study worksheet, and a prayer fasting journal worksheet, all of which that will keep you on track of your spiritual journey 
and help you make the most of your spiritual fast. All of this for only 99 cents. To buy this ebook, go to my site, sophisticatedmom.com, shop my store, and there you will see the spiritual fasting guide ebook. Click to buy. And this is where we see where man was first created. And this is also where we see the devil. Because the devil, first of all, has been here since mankind. So he's had a whole lot of practice in knowing how to jack up your day, how to jack up your life, and how to, and he has studied man so much that he knows exactly where to be, where to get to you, where you are not lacking discipline so that he can slide right on in. Never think that you can outsmart the devil simply because you are not as old as the earth. Basically, the devil is. And then even before that, because he got kicked out of heaven before that. So he has had a lot of time to study mankind. What our protection is from the devil is the armor of God. That is our protection from the devil is being one with God, being in tune with God and allowing God to protect us from the devil by doing God's will. If we think, hey, I can act on my own and resist the devil without putting God into it, then you're probably going to fail. And this is where we see in Adam and Eve. So let's get into it. This is verse one in chapter three. Now the serpent, which was the devil, was more crafty, stubble, skilled in deceit than any living creature of the field which the Lord God had made. And the serpent Satan said to the woman, can it really be that God said you shall not eat from the fruit of life? Yes, God did say that. Eve specifically knew God said that. But see, notice what was going on. The devil was very skilled at deceiving Eve and confusing her. God is not the author of confusion. The devil is confusing her, saying, uh, did really God say what you think he said? Let me go ahead and slide another narrative in there. Because if you continue on, and the woman said to the serpent, we may eat from the trees of the garden, except from the tree of which, the, of which God made, basically. And so Eve knew exactly what God said. But then watch how the devil worked within her. But the serpent said to the woman, you will certainly not die, for God knows that on the day you eat from it, your eyes will be open. That is, you will have greater awareness and you will be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil. I want to point out something here, because what did the devil do? The, the devil misconstrued God's words, but also he played off of Eve's lack of self-discipline because she was so tempted to know to be like God, which was her probably own arrogance, he played off of that and therefore he was able to weasel his way into her consciousness and get her to do something that God specifically told her not to do. Because if the serpent, you know, which we know is a snake, you know, a snake can come and bite us or squeeze us to death any day now we can die. If the serpent could just do that, then why didn't he? Why didn't he just bite Eve and then that called it a day and Eve would have been dead and then he go bite Adam and then mankind would have been dead and that would have been that because ultimately Adam and Eve was protected by God. He cannot just remember the roaring lion. He can roar, he can talk, he can get up in your mind, he can speak a lot of stuff, but ultimately what he does not have is the ability to bite you. So he's going to get into your mindset to get you to bite yourself. Because ultimately, Eve was the one, yeah, the devil was talking to her, he was convincing her, and he made her do X, Y, and Z. But ultimately, how this worked out was that Eve was the one who willingly, based off what the devil said, took the apple and ate it herself, and then 
the, the devil was so smart enough to know that if he isolated Eve and to get her to do something, that then she had influence over Adam to get him to do it too. Once again, the devil could have bit both of them and called it a day, but he can't do that. He's a lion, no teeth. The, the mankind was protected. Therefore, the devil's ways is to get into your mindset, get you to be able to influence the people around you. And just like that, because he influenced Eve, that changed the trajectory of all mankind. And we all fell from grace. We can no longer live in the perfection of the Garden of Eden simply because the devil isolated Eve, got on her lack of self-discipline and her curiosity, confused her and said, God really didn't say that. What he really meant was, even though she specifically knew what God said, and she chose to do something different. We know God's word. We know what we're supposed to be doing. But how many times has a thought came into your head where you are justifying your wrongdoing because I justify me stealing from my cash register at work because they don't pay me enough. I justify stealing from this person because they have too much money and they don't need it anyway. I justify doing this person wrong and then lying to them because if I tell them the truth, I, it will hurt their feelings when really I just shouldn't have done the wrong thing anyway and then therefore their feelings would not be hurt. You are justifying the wrongdoing. You know specifically what God tells you not to do and then you have actively chose to do something different simply because you have allowed that devil to come right into that little crevice in your head, play off of some things and now have you justifying something that you're not supposed to do, doing something that you're not supposed to do, going against God and so really in a lot of regards, the only person that you have to blame but yourself because we can clearly reject the devil. Eve could have turned around any moment and said, whatever, I'm not listening to you and walk away. But instead, she chose to talk to the devil. She chose to entertain the devil a little bit too long and therefore she prayed and therefore she fell prey to the devil. So let's continue. We're gonna go to Jesus. God did not give me a spirit of fear. He does not want me to be ashamed of who I am or insecure. I am fearfully and wonderfully made and from here on out, that is exactly how I will behave. Hi, my name is Dr. Sophia Reed and I am the creator of the Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com and that was just one of 29 affirmations from my guide, Fix It Jesus, the Ultimate Christian Manifestation Guide, where each affirmation is backed up with an actual Bible verse that validates the affirmation. That way you know that the affirmation is actually biblical. Affirmations are in the area of faith, hardship, relationships, prosperity, and self-esteem. Learn to stop self-defeating thoughts that are blocking you from your blessing and learn to speak things into existence. This guide will show you how to do that. For only $10, it can be yours. And so basically that is the wrong way on how one might <laughs> fight the devil. But then we're going to find the right way to fight the devil because ultimately we're going to go to Jesus. And never think that because you are a Christian that you are exempt from the devil's temptation. But this is why it says the whole remember well-balanced and self-disciplined part. The devil can come up against anybody and it does not matter who you are. But what is going to make you different between Eve and what is going to make you different between Jesus is that the self-discipline and the um, well-balanced part. And that's exactly what we're going to see. So if we go down to Matthew 4, 1, then Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Notice that the Holy Spirit actually did lead Jesus 
into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil because there's some parallels between Genesis and this, right? Jesus was to redeem mankind from the fallenness that Adam and Eve did, right? And so therefore they had, Jesus had to be tempted in every way, including tempted by the devil. As we just read, we know what that would happen in Genesis. And so Jesus had to redeem that. But my point is, is just because you are being tempted by the devil, sometimes God puts us in those situations to see if we are strong enough to resist the devil because the more that we are able to resist the devil the stronger that we become the more that God trusts us and the more blessings that come upon us it's just like a father or a mother and a child or any parent and a child oh you can stay home for, by yourself for an hour and and it's fine and nothing you don't set anything on fire I don't know now I trust you to stay home for five hours now I trust you to stay home all day by yourself if that's what you're telling your child there is trust that must be earned by simply doing the right thing in the face of temptation. So, and God can sometimes lead us to be tempted by the devil. So never think that your life is just going to be perfect and that you're always going to be exempt from the devil's cunningness. It simply doesn't work like that. And mind you, during this time, Jesus was actually fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. So he was especially susceptible to temptation and he was hungry. And then here comes the devil. If the temper came to him, this is what the devil said, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. What we know is that Jesus was very hungry because he had not eaten. And so what was the devil playing off of? His self-discipline. Is he disciplined enough to say no to this bread even though that he is hungry? Is he disciplined enough to follow God in the midst of his hunger pains because God had told him to fast it? So even in this situation, which one are you going to choose? Jesus obviously said, go away. You know, I'm not doing that, right? <laughs> then the devil took him into the holy city and placed him into the pinnacle highest point of the temple. And he said mockingly, if you are the son, throw yourself down for it is written basically that God will catch you. Hi, my name is Dr. Sophia Reed, the author of the amazing Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. And I'm here to tell you about my book for Christian single women, Fix It Jesus for Single Women Only, the straightforward, no-nonsense guide to dating, relationships, and self-improvement. How many of you feel frustrated with God because you have not met the one yet or because you keep getting into bad relationships? How many of you are just sitting, wishing, hoping, thinking, and praying that the day comes until you get married and with each passing day, you sink deeper into depression because you're still single? Well, no more. If this sounds like you, this book is for you because it is the most honest, funny, and amazing Christian books for single women that you're gonna read. Through 30 amazing chapters, each handcrafted for you and the issues that you face as a single Christian woman, this book is unlike any other that you've read before. Available in audio, paperback, and ebook. To buy, all you have to do is go to my site, sophisticatedmom.com, shop my store to see all of my products, and there you will see my book specifically for single women. Pick yours up today. <laughs> so in this specific instance, this is not a situation like this is what I'm talking about going back to the lion with no teeth. If the devil really had the power to kill Jesus, then why didn't he just push him off the cliff? Because ultimately the devil did want Jesus to die, right? But why couldn't he just say, okay, you know what? Let me just go ahead and push you off this cliff real quick because he doesn't have the power to do so. His way is to get you to do it 
for you to play a part in your own demise to voluntarily get because it's kind of like this when we think of submitting to the devil or bowing down to the devil we, we think oh we're worshiping but in this way if he would have jumped off the cliff he would have been submitting to the devil no he would not have been openly worshiping him but he would have been submitting to the devil's will and ultimately the devil's will here was to make jesus feed into his temptation kill him possibly basically prevent him from being crucified because he knew what that would be right so basically it was to throw jesus off of his path and to convince him the devil has to convince you to do it on your own because that way it's like you are choosing his path over God's path, even though you're not getting on your knees and you're not worshiping the devil, you are low-key submitting to the devil when you follow the things that he's putting in your mind and you're following what he's telling you to do, even though you know it's wrong. And Jesus was like, yeah, not having that. I'm not jumping off. The, it says not to tempt the Lord thy God. So wrong. So then it's like, okay, I tried to play off of your self-discipline. I tried to get you to kill yourself. And now I'm going to play off of the fact that mankind is a very materialistic, arrogant. Because you remember, if we go back to Eve, what did he say? God knows that you will be like him. That is a form of arrogance. Even the devil got kicked out of heaven because he thought he was God. You're not. And so that is feeding off the arrogant part of mankind and saying, oh, but I can give you. And so here's what he said. And the devil took him up on a very high mountain and showed him all kingdoms of the world and glory, splendor, magnificence, and excellence of them. And he said, all of these things I will give you if you bow down to worship me. He was like, all right, the bread didn't work. <laughs> now, let me tell you, kill yourself didn't work. So now it's time to bring out the big guns. What is it that you want? Most people, the devil has studied people for a very long time now. Most people want money, most people want possessions, and they are willing to sell their soul, whether consciously or subconsciously, to do it. They are willing to sell their soul, bend their morals, do something that they know is wrong for riches, for wealth, instead of trusting that they can get it from God. And so that was the last temptation that the devil gave Jesus, and Jesus once again said no, and then the angels went to provide for Jesus. So what do we learn? This is why we have to be self-disciplined. Could you imagine if Jesus was consumed by the world and the materialism in the world, then he would have been like, oh yeah, I don't want any bread. I'm not jumping off a building to kill myself, but surely I can have all of this money and surely I can have all of these kingdoms and surely I can have all of this stuff because that appeals to the lack of self-discipline. That appears, appeals to the pridefulness. That appeals to the man and that's what they call it of the world. And if Jesus would have did that, then he is saying, I value the worldly possessions more than I value God. And so that is what you have to understand. The devil might come in one way. Oh, that don't work. That's not going to trick this person. Okay. Just like with the bread. Let me come in even stronger. Oh, okay. That's not going to work. Let me come in stronger. And notice even in this specific situation, what did I say in the beginning? He is always going to try to get you at a vulnerable state. Jesus had not eaten. He was very hungry. Imagine that if you were on your 40 days with no food, how vulnerable and how hungry and how down you would have been. The devil likes to come in those moments where you are most helpless and, and attempt and attempt to offer up a solution, but really it's a false solution and make you think that just by bending this way, 
giving into this way because remember he's very cunning remember what eve said it's not even like he's like oh i'm the devil cut cut your hand and thought draw a pentagram and worship me and i don't know and do some devil worshiping stuff sometimes it's just not that obvious sometimes by simply bending who you are as an individual and giving into the devil's commands that is you submitting to, to the devil and subconsciously you may not even know that you're doing it Eve didn't know anything of the devil, subconsciously she probably didn't know, well she did know the ramifications because God told her, <clears throat> but did she think that she was probably submitting to the devil? She probably just thought that, hey, I can just do this, I can be like God, God is my father, you know, she was all trusting and she didn't recognize the devil for who he was, she probably didn't even know anything about the devil or how he worked, but see, none of that really mattered because all she really had to do was do what God told her to do, and that was to eat from any tree except for that specific tree. And so it didn't matter that she didn't recognize the devil, she didn't know his work, she didn't know who he was, whatever. If you just would have followed God, none of this would have happened. And the crazy thing is that the devil will make will get off of that one thing, that one tree that you don't have and make you think that it's more important than what it is. What does it matter, one tree that you can't have, when there's a thousand trees over here that you can't? It's like he amplified this one tree so much that Eve just couldn't discipline herself enough not to have it when really God had given her more than enough over here. She was in perfection. She was in Garden of Eden. She had all these trees. She had all this food. God was walking and talking amongst them in the breeze of the day. She had all the perfection here, but instead he fed off of that one thing that she didn't have, and that is what cost her everything. So, so it's like, even if you get into the mentality of, oh, I have a good job, but I wish I just made $10,000 more. And so now I'm going to be complaining and be mad and be upset all the time. Instead of being grateful that you have a job, you're taking this one little thing, complaining off of it. And the devil's like, okay, well, you know, hey, why don't you just embezzle? Why don't you just steal? Why don't you just do this? Nobody will catch you because he's feeding off of that one tiny insecurity that you have in regards to the dissatisfaction of your job to get you to sin. It could be the same in relationships. Oh, I'm married, but my husband really made me mad yesterday. Yeah, you might have a really great husband. He might have made you mad once. And then here come this fine man walking around. Oh, the devil says, oh, well, wouldn't you like him? Forget the fact that you spent 15 years, wonderful years with your husband. Yeah, y'all might have some arguments sometimes and it's not perfect, but he's going to harp on that one thing. Oh, but yesterday your husband said that's going to be amplified in your mind. That's going to be amplified in your mind what your husband said. You're going to make it into a bigger deal than what it is. And then all of a sudden, before you knew it, you are cheating simply because the devil distorted your perception and you allowed him to play in your head. So with that being said, you have to recognize the works of the devil. Remember that it, this is not a situation where the devil can just jerk you around by your head and just bang you up against the wall until your nose is bloody. He's going to try to get you to do it. And he's going to try to get you to do it because he is very deceptive. He is very cunning and he is not going to tell the truth. He's not going to show up and be like, hey, I'm the devil. Come go do this to yourself. He is going to trick you so bad and make you believe that what you are doing is in the accordance of God's will. And ultimately, you are going to submit to him without even knowing. That is why it says be of well-balanced, be of self-discipline, and always tune in 
into God and ask him and consult him in all situations before you do something. It is important to read your Bible. It is important to read your word so that you know what the Bible does and does not say. Ignorance is not an excuse for you to say, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to do that because I never opened the Bible and nobody taught me. It's not an excuse because we all have access to the Bible. We have access to apps. We have access to everything so that we know what God tells us to do. The fact that you didn't know and you fell into the temptation of the devil is kind of on you. So that's not an excuse. So, and that's really what the devil banks on. And that's why it's important to know these things. So I guess the point is, don't underestimate the devil. Even though you're a Christian, he's coming for you. It's important to know how he works. Guard your thoughts and guard your heart so that he does not come in there and run rapid in it. And whenever you are in a vulnerable state, or if you are in a state where he feels like you are, where you, where you feel like he's coming in, pray about it, compare the actions to the word of God, before you end up doing something that you possibly would regret. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for watching. Be sure to stay tuned after the video so you can figure out where to follow me on social media. And I will see you guys another day, another time. Bye, y'all. I love getting up close and personal. And if you want to connect with me and stay updated and get more amazing content, then feel free to follow me on social media. You can follow me on Instagram where I post additional content as well as stories. Or if you don't have an Instagram, then you can also like my Facebook page where I also post additional content. If you enjoyed my show and want to donate into my ministry, you can do that at paypal.me backslash sophisticated mom on any mobile device or computer. Not ready for the show to end? It doesn't have to. You can head over to my site where you can read hundreds of articles. And also you can feel free to shop my store where I have all of my products for sale. And last but not least, for even more video content, feel free to visit my YouTube channel where I talk about a wide array of content. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And until next time, stay blessed.